Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the spirit doctor Kelly Sparta and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. Today I'm joined by Kathy Shiren. And we are going to talk about family constellation work. I'm super excited to have you here and talking about this, Kathy. We have been talking about this for ages, you and I, and I can't wait to share this with the audience. So welcome. Yay. Yay. Uh, Great to be here. And uh, this is one of my, um, I have a number of uh, favorite topics, but this one is is favorite because it's powerful and it does such effective healing and, and is so immediate um, in the impact that it has that, uh, when I first learned it eh, 20 years ago that I've been using it ever since. Um, and it has been an important part of my repertoire and coaching and helping people. We've known each other a very long time. (laughs) And, um, you know, as we've done our retreats over the years, you have built a lot of this sort of work into the work that we've done which has really just taken everything to the next level. So first off, constellation work is not just family constellation work, right? Correct. There's um, three primary branches. It started out as family constellation work, and then a branch came off for work with organizations. So there was organizational constellation work. And then another branch came off that was structural constellation work. At this point in time, It's all falls sort of under the umbrella of constellation work. You just have to be clear about which particular arena you are working in. Each of them functions differently. And so if you're going to work um, in structural, then 
uh, it doesn't cross into family and family doesn't cross into organizational and, you know, it's that kind of thing. So different rules, different methodologies. Gotcha. Now, family constellation work started out as being epigenetics work around the Holocaust. Is that right? It was an emergent uh, practice by a former Jesuit who saw, um, in working with the Zulu, saw healing taking place around ancestral lines. And observationally, it worked. And he decided to, um, he came back, he studied est, he did a whole bunch of other things. He was doing psychodrama at the time. And there was emerging from the field of the work, this other experience, these other healing movements. His primary focus was healing work um, in ancestral lines, particularly in Germany around the Holocaust. Um, victims, perpetrators, uh, you know, people who benefited um, or people who lost uh, in the in that war, and then their descendants were suffering from those burdens because the constellation work premise in family work is that family burdens track down through the DNA lines, and so the um, you know you may not even know what your ancestor did, but you could be having a negative impact in your life because of it right now. You know, we've had some conversations around the healing our ancestors conversation. So how does this fit into that criteria for for the the people who are listening? I mean, you you and I've had this conversation, but but how does that if you're if you're doing work around ancestral stuff, how is that not healing your ancestors? First of all, um in family constellation work, it is an entanglement to think about. Um, and the, the premise is that uh, life and love flow forward together. And that when things go badly, those, those lines of flow have become entangled. And one of the ways that we get entangled is to be literally bigger than we are. We are the descendants of our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents. So when we stand in a place that says, yo, great-grandpa, I'm going to heal you, um, we are being bigger than, um, we're creating an entanglement in the constellation work. And that uh, will not resolve itself well for us. And at least in 20 years plus of constellation work that I've been doing, um, great-grandpa isn't going to like it all that much either because it's none of your business whippersnapper about, you know, his particular uh, life, his choices, his burdens, his actions. So the, the family constellation work is designed to allow life to go forward well for you. It's to resolve entanglements for you. And if you have children who are minor children, because if they're adults, they got to do their own work. But if they're minor children, it also has a benefit to your children. Okay. So now I just want to set the stage for everybody so that they understand what a family constellation work piece might look like. And there are various and sundry versions of this and, and you know, different ways to do things. But I'm just going to talk about, you know, if you were to just attend a family constellation experience, uh, you might see something like this, which is a circle of people in a room, and there is a 
person who is on the hot seat, if you will. They're the client, right? They're the person whose work is being done. And the person themselves will then choose, based on the work that they want to do, they'll choose representatives for different people and or aspects of things that are going on within that issue. And they'll choose someone to also represent themselves in the field because they want to be able to see from the outside what is going on and to watch the dynamics play out. And then it, the, the people in the circle are, if they're willing, are the people who will represent the, the different people and aspects. And so if you attend, then it's likely you'll be asked to represent if you're not actually a client. And even if you are, usually there's several clients during a session. And during that time, and I've been a representative, so I'll, I'll speak from an, uh, from that aspect. Um, you will stand in that space and represent whoever that person or whatever that thing is in that scenario. And I will tell you the, <laughs> the energy that's in that space is really like clear. Right. You, you'll be there and be like, wow, this is amazing. Right. So, for instance, um, I remember you talking about one scenario where somebody said they couldn't feel their legs. Um, it- actually, that was I was a representative in a constellation that somebody else facilitated. And it was. And I was representing a woman's father because there weren't enough men. It's not gender specific. You can step into representational energy no matter what. And when the facilitator came up to me, and, and don't forget the facilitator has a key role in, in, in defining the representatives that need to be picked and all the rest of that. But the, um, the facilitator came up to me and said, okay, dad, what's going on with you? And um, I said, well, you know, I'm not really much interested in what's going on here, but it's weird. I can't move my arms because energetically my arms, I mean, if I'd have stepped out of representation and, and of course I could move my arms, but in that representation, my arms were immobilized and the, um, the constellation continued to unfold and the facilitator facilitated healing movement with the representatives. And um, afterward, the client came up to me and said, I wasn't certain, but what this was a lot of hooey, but you showed me it was true. And I went, Oh, excuse me. Why? And she goes, you know, nothing about me. You've never met my father. My father has MS and cannot move his arms. And when I reported out from the representational energy that I couldn't move my arms, that's when she knew that the energies in the field, in the representatives were real. We were tapped into the actual energetics of of the field of the of the issue. So you know this work is incredibly powerful, and right now I can feel people out there listening, going, "I don't get it. I don't get what you're doing. I don't understand." Right. So you know, we'll take an example. I've, I'll I'll use one from my life since I was the client. I was trying to work through issues with my dad. This was I don't even remember how long ago, a long time ago, but. I was trying to work through issues with my dad and I had somebody in the field representing me and somebody in the field representing my dad. There were other issues going around. I can't remember exactly everything, but well, it was a while ago, but 
<laughs> I remember. So, so what was happening is, so I, I put the thing into the field. I said, okay, I want to, I want to find out, you know, I want to find a way to, to come to resolution with my father. Basically, that's really what it was. And so I was angry with him and I was upset and we just didn't have a relationship and all this other stuff. And I remember you're facilitating the person representing me who had never met my father and the person representing him who had also never met him. And, uh, you know, the, the person representing me actually knew me, but didn't know me in relation to that. She knew me in a professional context. We, we had sold real estate together. And so she didn't have any context for my emotional landscape in terms of how I dealt with stress and all that other stuff. And so I remember you stopping her as she was reporting out because she had stepped so clearly into the representation of me that she was managing her emotions with her head and not actually reporting out how she was feeling because that's what I did, right? <laughs> that's exactly who I was at the time. I didn't feel anything. I managed all my emotions with my head. And that was, that was a, a breakthrough moment for me in my life because I was like, Oh shit, I do do that. That's wow. Oh my God. Seeing it from the outside was very informative for me. And so oftentimes it's a, it's a, it's the observation of it that gives you an aha or, you know, you watch the, the, the people go through the process and, and as they're moving through the process, they're actually moving the energy of the field. And that field is the energetic of the dynamics that are going on, right? And so um, they're moving it, but they can't move it without the client's permission, right? The client is in control of the energetics. So if I was unwilling or unable to accept a move in the, the, the field towards a healing space, then the field would just get stuck. And I've seen that happen as, as I've gone through these sorts of things with you where clients get to a certain point and they're like, mm -mm, no, I'm not moving any further. <laughs> and you can just see them energetically dig in and, and then it doesn't move from there. Right. Um, it, it's not common, but it has happened. And so, yeah, there's, there's three ways a field will get stuck or collapse. Um, one is the one you're describing, which is, it's kind of like, no, I refuse to accept this. Yeah, this is a healing movement that that I'm not buying into. You know, they're making it up. I, I refuse to believe it. Um, there's another one where they get curious about their ancestors, and they're like, "Well, wait, I want I want to know." And that's again, it's none of your business. Whatever your ancestors' lives were, whatever the burdens were that they carried, whatever are the secrets that they kept. The whole point of constellation is to allow the energy to unentangle. It isn't to go snooping. So um, the ancestors in family constellation work, um, if they won't allow energy to flow, if, because I've been in a field and the field's been stuck and I'll look at the client and I said, are you curious? Do you want to know what happened, what specifically what happened here? And they went, well, yeah. And I said, then I can't, this isn't going anywhere because that's not your business. You know, what we want is for healing energy to, to flow through to you so that your life goes on well, not so that you can snoop into your ancestors' business. Um, and then the, uh, the last piece where it will collapse is um, it's the emotional connection to a field that gives it rise, that gives rise to it. So it's not an intellectual type of exercise. 
And so if it's not something that's important to you, if it's not something you really want to resolve, if it's not something that that is moving, then the field is stuck because there's not enough energy in it to move forward. We're hearing a lot in communities of color, specifically African-American communities, about epigenetics right now. And given that this rolls into that field, um, and I just want to define that term for people. I'm, I'm reading this. Epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. Is that what we were looking for? Is that what people have been talking about? Yeah, the, the burdens... And and, yeah. I, and I want to be clear that we're talking about DNA. So if anybody out there is adopted, okay, um, the burdens that come through come through the DNA lines. I'm not in any way negating adoption, but adoptive parents have the the gift of um, stewarding life. Birth parents have the gift of giving life. And so in the giving of life through the DNA, burdens can come down through there, which is, you know, when I work with um, adopted clients, they really have no idea what went on with their um, DNA ancestors most of the time. But you don't have to know. That's the point. Being curious and knowing isn't the goal. A constellation itself for a client consists of two parts. The first part is the client, well, First of all, the client talks about what's the issue? Where isn't their life not going the way they want? What's the entanglement? Where's the pain? And then the, um, so representationals, the facilitator picks, you know, say, well, let's put up a a representative for this one, this one, and this one based on their experience with, you know, how to explore this. And then the first part of the actual constellation is an exploration of the issue. Like, where does this, where does this come from? Now, sometimes a facilitator will get an immediate, no, uh, an immediate hit on how to resolve it, and they won't have to do the, explore, the exploration. But a traditional constellation is the exploration moving into the resolution, and sometimes that can be short cut just straight to the resolution. They can do them blind. You know, they're, 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 you may not know who you're representing, and that one gets really wild. Because um, you, you, the representatives can't put anything into, they can only deal with the energy. Because if you don't know whether your mom, dad, the client, you know, whomever, you're just representative number one. The client knows who you are and the facilitator knows who you are, but nobody else does. And it's the, the morphic field of the constellation, of the issue, gives the energy because life and love want to flow. They're, the 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 whole point of this is that these entanglements want to be resolved. Um, none of the ancestors suffered, lived, died, bore children, raised them up, whatever, to see life suck for them. That wasn't the point. You know, I'm going to have kids and make their life suck. Um, and so the there's this whole movement in that flow to allow life to go on well for the living. And so the, the facilitator and, and the, the constellation facilitator, and they're called facilitators, is there to facilitate what already wants to happen, to allow the energies to unentangle and for the client to receive the fullness of life and love so that they have that to fuel their steps forward into a better future. So and would it be safe to say that the more trauma that your ancestral line has experienced, the more potential entanglements there would be within that 
that family line. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the constellations are, they're very effective at resolving an issue. The problem is, is there's usually multiple issues. Um, and you've got two parents. So there's issues coming in from the father's line and often issues coming in from the mother's line because uh, I don't know anybody um, who has ever gone through life without anything, right? You know, and when you start going back the ancestral line and you look at the wars and the the, the challenges and the depression and, 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 you know, there's just so much stuff, so yeah, many and, different ways. In the African-American community, you've got slavery on top of it and in the Native American community, you have genocide and, you know, it means just, just huge, huge stuff, right? Yeah. So, but all of this stuff, I mean, one piece at a time, obviously, but all of it could be addressed through family constellation work? Yes. And I, it's a qualified yes, because if there's active trauma going on, whereby the person isn't in a place to, it's still as if the trauma is actually happening to them. It can be more difficult for constellation work to, to be in there. It's not a, constellation work is not a replacement for therapy. Um, it is a healing movement, but it is not a replacement for therapy. And so what I usually tell people is if you are actively being traumatized, resolve the trauma first. And then constellation work can do healing work around why this trauma shows up in your life. Why, why are these things showing up for you? Um, and, and release that so that, you know, you can get through it and be done with it. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball of wild hair. What about people who say their families have been cursed? Is that something that would show up in a constellation or is that something that would be different? That kind of energy can show up in a constellation. I've seen it happen. I wasn't the facilitator at the time. There was a, an active, very negative energy in the field. And again, you can't be curious, right? It's not whether it was a curse or whether it was, you know, it, whatever it was, it was active and very, um, very active in the field. And uh, what that facilitator did was um, he called in two uh, representatives for angels and had the angels escort the negative energy out of the room. So and that, and then those, there's three people here now, you know, the people that stepped in to represent angels and the person that was, that ended up unfortunately representing evil. Um, now there has been, but that energy came out of the field, right? Out in the hallway, closed the door. And so then the healing movement was allowed to, um, you know, resolve itself. And he went and checked out on the hall and he said, okay, you evil energy, you not, not call it evil energy, but you know, what's going on with you. And it's kind of like, I feel better out here. You know, I, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. The only one that I've ever stopped a person from actually representing is, um, I've done some constellations that ended up with Holocaust energy. And the, we always use a pillow or a chair or something for that energy for those people who died. We never make anybody step into that yeah, because that it, it's, be good. No, it's too burdensome, you know? It, and the thing is, everybody in the field, there is no question about what it is. We don't need to have it report out or to investigate anything. It's a, it's a defining energetic representation. Give me an example of some things that people might come to family constellation work for. It, it can be 
almost anything. I had a constellation that I did quite some time ago where the person was um, in between jobs or wanted a new job, needed a new resume, and could not for the life of them claim their skills. Everything they wrote made them sound like, you know, low-level clerk thing. And, you know, we knew who this person was, and we knew that their skill set was much higher than that. This person came to a constellation, and it was like, well, okay. And they said, I have no idea why this would help me write a better resume, but I'm willing to try anything because I'm so stuck. So the, the, that, there was a lot of power in the field because there was a lot of energy behind, I'm tired of being stuck. Right. So got representational energy, did the family thing, came up that about three generations prior, um, a, a woman, a, a great, great grandmother, okay, had passed away and the woman's sister, uh, you know, great, great, great aunt um, had stepped in to take care of the children, but refused to honor the mother's place. Wouldn't let the kids talk about the mom, wouldn't let them refer to her, wouldn't anything of that. And that's one of the entanglements that can happen in a constellation is that somebody's lost their place. Somebody's been ostracized. Somebody's been left out. Somebody's been um, forgotten about or or specifically, you know, kicked out, quote unquote, of the family. We can't do that from a DNA standpoint because everybody belongs. And so if somebody's been kicked out, one of the burdens that will come down the line is exclusion. They won't, people will feel like, uh, I, I never get included or, um, I can't, I can't claim my skills or, you know, things along that line. Um, because they, they unconsciously align with the excluded one. So we gave, you know, in the constellation, we put great, great grandma back in her spot and honored her. Okay. As the mother in the lineage. Now we get that's that was the healing movement, right? We get done, and the client's going, "What the heck does that have to do with my resume?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Okay, well, the problem with that is that um, the whole point of the uh, of the issue is I what I told the client was I said just take it easy, go home, sit on it, let it percolate, let the energy flow." Right. We unentangled something. All right. So let that, uh, let that thing be unentangled and let it flow down to you and then see what happens. Call me in three, four days, it, 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 most a week and let me know what's going on. And it was four days later and I got a call and this person was, you know, a skeptic to begin with. But the, what they said was, um, I have no idea why that had anything to do with my resume, but I have completely rewritten it. I've got all my skill sets, you know, where they need to be. I've completely claimed everything and I've, I've gotten it signed off on by the, the job place that, that this is, this is the kind of resume that will get me my next job. So the, it's, it's not always logical, right? Um, which is, which is why, um, if you're going to look for constellation work, you want a trained facilitator. Um, don't just, you know, somebody who said, Hey, I went to a couple of workshops, so I'm going to hang out my shingle and constellate because it's easy. It's not. Um, the, the, the training to be a constellation facilitator, um, is, 
to be a good one is rigorous and you want somebody who has your best interests at heart and who won't be, I mean, that client could have bullied me into, you know, if I'd allowed it to say, well, that isn't solving my problem and yada, yada, yada. And I stood my ground and said, "Mm, this is what you asked for. And this is what emerged. Allow it to unfold. And it, and it did. Because people bring their stories to workshops. I'm sure, you know, and it, and the, the point of stories is that they get grooved and, and they do not allow for healing. They perpetuate entanglements. So you got to be willing to let go of the stories for entanglements to be resolved. Okay. So pretty much anything for family constellation work. I've, I've seen, um, illnesses resolve. Um, you know, where, um, uh, there's, there's a very powerful, uh, movement that happens, a very powerful burden. It's called pull towards death. Um, and you may know, um, or people may have heard of families whereby, uh, at a certain age, um, the, the males die, right? And it's not an old age, right? You know, they're all committing suicide or something by 35 and it goes on for generations. That's a pull towards death energy in the field. Um, you, if you can get to someone before that age, and if they're willing to go through the work, um, you can release them from that burden so that the pull towards death does not act on them and that they no longer have to, you know, to be loyal to the family, they no longer have to follow that path. Um, so it can, it's from that, which is deeply powerful work to, um, you know, putting great, great grandma back in her place so you can write your resume so that, because how this client was being loyal is she was refusing to step into her place. She was refusing to, to, to acknowledge her, um, gifts because great, great grandma hadn't been acknowledged. So, you know, failure to thrive, failure to claim your place, the, you know, trying to get away from the pull towards death, the pretty much any trauma, right? Well, as long as it's not active, remember. As long as but it's not active. In right? relationship, why do I keep picking, you know, a certain type of person to be in a relationship with that then doesn't work? Um, why do I, why does my family make money and then lose it over and over and over again? Or why can't I hang on to money? You know, things like that, because there may be some point in the past where somebody in your family and your lineage unduly benefited from somebody else's suffering, and you're in alignment with that. And so you now cannot benefit because you're, you are in alignment with the, with the suffering part. In family constellations, there is just so much stuff that come, that can come out of the field, which is why the first part of a constellation is often an exploration to try and determine what's the right way to go, what's the right direction for what the client is presenting. Okay. Well, that is deep and rich and complex and all sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, you know, this is, we're going to be doing an episode on each of these types of, of constellation work. And so this was the family constellation piece uh, and we will we will be doing additional episodes on the structural and the organizational pieces as well, so that you guys can get a feel for what this is about. Uh, and this is part of our our work on uh, talking about different types of practices that are available for your healing and and how you can go about doing that. And I will say, be very careful choosing a, a facilitator for this because we've you know your mileage may vary greatly 
depending on who you go to get this work from. So be very careful in that. Any final thoughts about this for the audience before we wrap up? I find it interesting, and I, I know you have an international listeners, and uh, Constellation work has been around for uh, 30 years at least, um, and it is widely known and widely practiced in Europe, in Asia, in Latin America, um, all across the world. It is, it is a, a known um, and sought-after healing modality, except in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and here um, is much less known and much less understood. And so um, I'm, I'm just, what I want to say is thank you for the opportunity to talk about it to your, to your listeners, because it is, it is a powerful healing modality that more people could use um, uh, competent access to. Awesome. And that's all we have for this week. Don't forget to rate and like and share and join the mailing list. Don't forget there's the Boundaries for Empaths download on the on the website. Uh, there's also a new video on the kellysparta.com website, which is the stages of healing. And that is super informative as well. So make sure you check that out. And uh, that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time when I share another episode on energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Kathy Shiron, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. But feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Wondering where my spirit will I'm driving Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing but you feel like you kind of probably should especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.